PPT 16 Topics for Discussion Business and Economy Global Investor Summit RBI Fiscal and FI LIC Disinvestment Economic Survey and Budget Air India Disinvestment Ease of Doing Business Rank Yes Bank Crisis Mega Bank Mojo Union Budget 2020 NRI Taxation Angel Tax Atmanirbhar Bharat Package and Economic Stimulus During COVID Global Investor Summit Jammu and Kashmir Global Investor Summit Explore, Invest, Grow Issue The Government of India was planning to host the first Global Investor Summit in Jammu and Kashmir in April 2020. Background The Jammu and Kashmir government was set to hold its first Jammu and Kashmir Global Investor Summit in April 2020 with an objective to bring together investors, decision makers, senior government officials, and local business community for local dialogue on concrete investment opportunities in the state. The main objective behind the summit is to increase the employment opportunities by accelerating the industrial growth in a newly carved union territory. The Confederation of uh, Indian Industries CII, is the national partner for the summit. Jammu and Kashmir administration has restarted preparations for business summit aimed at drawing investments into the union territory after the previous schedule for the meet was abandoned because of the viral pa pandemic. The Global Investor Summit is likely to be held early next year. Details Jammu and Kashmir Trade Promotion Organization JKTPO, a Jammu and Kashmir government undertaking, has been nominated as the nodal agency for organizing and managing the Jammu and Kashmir Global Investors Summit 2020. The Union Territory Administration is offering 6,000 acres of land across Jammu and Kashmir for investors to set up food processing units, medical complexes, food parks, information technology parks, and other business outlets. After abrogation of Article 370, Government of India has been taking several measures to improve the infrastructure in Jammu and Kashmir. In the budget 2020 to 2021, the Union Government allocated Rs 30,757 crores separately for the development of Jammu and Kashmir. Additional GK, a Global Investor Summit 2019, held on 23rd to 24th February 2019 at Brilliant Convention Centre in Indore, Madhya Pradesh. August 2019, both Houses of the Parliament passed resolutions to amend Article 370 and extend the Constitution of India in its entirety to the state, which was implemented as a constitutional order by the President of India. Jammu and Kashmir Reorganization Act 2019 was assented to by the President of India and came into effect on 31st October 2019. RBI Fiscal and FY Issue On February 15, 2020, the Board of Reserve Bank of India decided to sync the financial year of the bank with the fiscal year. Background When it commenced operations on 4, April 1, 1935, with Sir Osborne Smith as its first governor, the RBI followed a January to December accounting year. On March 11, 1940, however, the bank changed its accounting year to July June. Now, after nearly eight decades, the RBI is making another switch. The next accounting year will be a nine-month period from July 2020 to March 31, 2021. And thereafter, all financial years will be starting from April, as it happens with the central and state governments. The Bimal Jalan Committee on Economic Capital Framework ECF, of the RBI had proposed a more transparent presentation of the RBI's annual accounts and change in its accounting year from July to June to April to March from the financial year 2020 to 2021. Details The Central Board of Directors of RBI at the 582nd meeting recommended an aligning of fiscal and financial years. 
The fiscal year begins in April and ends in March, and the financial year is between July and June. While the RBI accounts will now be aligned with the central government accounts, experts said that the changes in the fiscal year could reduce the need for interim dividend being paid by the RBI. The payment of an interim dividend may then be restricted to extraordinary circumstances. The center has been demanding for an interim dividend between April to August as its final balance sheet is prepared in August. Additional GK, RBI was established on 1st April 1935, 85 years ago. Headquarters in Mumbai, Maharashtra. Governor Shakti Kantar Das. Bimal Jalan is a former governor of Reserve Bank of India and was a nominated member of the Upper House of India's Parliament, the Rajya Sabha, during 2003 to 2009. LIC Disinvestment Issue. Finance Minister Nirmala Sitaraman announced in a Budget 2020 speech that the government will sell a part of its holding in LIC Life Insurance Corporation of India through an initial public offering IPO. Judge Background LIC Life Insurance Corporation is an Indian state-owned insurance group and investment corporation owned by the Government of India. It was founded in 1956 when the Parliament of India passed the Life Insurance of India Act that nationalized the insurance industry in India. Over 245 insurance companies and provident societies were merged to create the state-owned LIC. From its creation, LIC, which which commanded a monopoly of soliciting and selling life insurance in India, created youth surpluses, and by 2006, it was contributing around 7% of India's GDP. Details The government owns 100% of LIC. The government's move is a part of efforts to push through an aggressive disinvestment and asset monetization program. As of 2019, LIC had a total life fund of $28.3 trillion. Disinvestment is the action of an organization government celebrating any asset or subsidiary. LIC has net assets of more than 31 lakh crores and is way big, bigger than TCS and IRL, uh, RIL in terms of market capitalizations and may end up taking away liquidity from the markets. The government has set an ambitious target of 2.1 trillion, 2.1 lakh crores for the sale of government holding in state-run companies. It includes 90,000 crores to be raised from an IPO in LIC and a stake sale in IDBI Bank. Additional GK, LIC founded on 1st September 1956, 63 years ago, headquartered in Mumbai, India. MR Kumar is the chairman of LIC. An initial public offering refers to the process of offering shares of a private corporation to the public in a new stock issuance. World's largest company, Saudi Aramco, Saudi Arabia state-owned oil company, brought its IPO in December 2019. Economic Survey The Economic Survey 2019-2020 was tabled in the Parliament on January 31-2020. The Economic Survey of India is the flagship annual document of the Ministry of Finance, Government of India. The Department of Economic Affairs, Ministry of Finance presents the survey in the Parliament every year, just before the Union Budget. It is prepared under the guidance of the Chief Economic Advisor of India. This document is presented to both Houses of Parliament during the budget session. The first Economic Survey of India was presented in 1950 to 1951 as part of the Union Budget. After 1964, it was separated from the budget and presented each year during the budget session after the, before the presentation of the budget. The document is non-binding. Nevertheless, it's 
constructed and presented each year due to its significance. Details. The economic survey of 2019 to 2020 was tabled during the budget session of the parliament on 31st January 2020 by Nirmala Sitaraman, Minister of Finance. The survey was prepared under Krishnamurti Subramanyam, the chief economic advisor to the government of India. The survey is also presented by the CEA during a press meet after it is tabled in the parliament. This year, the survey was printed in lavender, the same color as the 100 rupee note, symbolizing the integration of old and new. The broad theme for the survey is ethical wealth creation. The document outlines strategies for making India a $5 trillion economy by 2024 to 2025. The survey also had quotes from Srimad Bhagavad Gita, Rig Veda, Artha Shastra, and Thirukural. Data for the survey relied on information from sources such as Bloomberg, IIMB, Forbes, IMF, World Bank, RBI, Ministry of Corporate Affairs, Insolvency and Bankruptcy Board of India and the United Nations. Additional GK, ethical wealth creation as a basis for the economy is emphasized upon with reference to the Arthashastra, Chanakya, Thirukural, Thiruvullar, Valluvar and the Wealth of Nations by Adam Smith. J.J. Anjariya, the first chief economic advisor, was from 1956 to 1961. R.K. Shadmukham Chetty was the first finance minister. 15th August 1947 to 17th August 1948. Air India Disinvestment The Maharaja Air India's mascot created by Bobby Kuka. Issue The government has tweaked the terms of sale of Air India and is now putting 100% of its equity in the airline on the block. Background Air India is the flag carrier airline of India, headquartered at New Delhi. It was owned by Air India Limited, a government-owned enterprise, and operates a fleet of Airbus and Boeing aircraft serving 102 domestic and international destinations. The airline was founded by J.R.D. Tata Tata Airlines in 1932. Tata himself flew its first single-engine Bay Havilland post-moth, carrying airmail from Karachi's to Mumbai's Juhu Aerodrome, and later continuing to Madras, currently Chennai. After World War II, it became a public limited company and was renamed as Air India. Details The center has decided to divest its entire stake in Air India Limited and its no frill subsidiary Air India Express a year after it failed to attract bids for a partial stake sale in the cash strapped national carrier. Air India specific alternative mechanism, ASAM has approved the 100% sale of Government of India stake in Air India along with Air India Express and government's stake in ASATS for the re-initiated strategic disinvestment of Air India. Air India's precarious financial situation was first made public in June 2009, but the government, instead of tackling the core problem, the lack of a strategic and operational direction within the airline, decided to focus on a financial package the most attractive proposition in acquiring Air India is the slot and landing rights that it holds at airports such as Delhi, Mumbai, London, New York, Chicago, Paris, etc. The new owner will be taking on a fleet of 121 aircrafts in Air India's fleet and 25 planes in Air India Express's fleet. These exclude the four Boeing 747-400 Mumbo- Jumbo Jet aircraft that the airline plans to transfer to its subsidiary Alliance Air, which is not a part of the current transaction. 
Additional starting GK, the airline has 17,984 employees, of which 9,617 are permanent staff. Whether the employees will be retained by the new investor is unclear. The airline entered the Guinness Book of World Records for the most people evacuated in a civil airliner. Over 11,000 people were evacuated from Amazon Amman to Mumbai, a distance of 4,117 kilometers. 2,558 miles by operating 488 flights from 13th August to 11th October 1990, lasting 90 days, lasting 59 days. Disinvestment or dis divestment refers to the act of a business or government selling or liquidating an asset or subsidiary or the process of dissolution of a government stake in a PSU public section undertaking. The government also plans to wrap up sale of Bharat Petroleum Corporation Limited BPCL by March 2020. Ease of doing business rank. Ease of doing business rank by the World Bank issue. The World Bank recently released its ease of doing business rank 2020. The indicator measures the performance of countries across 10 different dimensions in the 12-month period ending on May 1st, 2019. Background, the Ease of Doing Business Rank Index is an index created jointly by Simon Jankov and Gerard Pohl, two leading economists at the Central and Eastern European sector of the World Bank Group. Empirical research founded by the, North, founded by the World Bank to justify their work shows that the economic growth impact of improving these regulations is strong. The Doing Business Report has its origin in a paper first published in the Quarterly Journal of Economics by Simon Jankov, Rafael Laporta, Florencia Lopez de Solanis, and Andrew Schleifer called the Regulation of Party in 2006. Details According to this report, New Zealand re retained its first position where Somalia ranked at 190th spot. India has improved its score in the World Bank's Global Ease of Doing Business rankings, rising. 14 notches to be placed 63rd out of 190 marking an improvement of 14 places from its position 77th in 2018. India's score improved from 67.23 in the previous year to 71.0 this year. India for the third consecutive year was present in the list of 10 economies where the business climate has improved the most. 33. India's Ranking improved basically on four parameters. Starting a business, India made starting a business easier by fully integrating multiple application forms into a general incorporation form. Dealing with construction permits, for example, building a warehouse. For example, building a warehouse costs around 4% of the warehouse value as compared to 5.7% in the previous year. Trading across borders with a single electronic platform improved electronic submission methods for documents and upgrades to port infrastructure, import and export process becomes easier and resolving insolvency, recovery rate under resolving insolvency has improved significantly from 26.5% to 71.6%. Also, the time taken for resolving insolvency has also come down significantly from 4.3 to 1.6 years. Problems India still lags in areas like enforcing contracts and registering property. 
It takes 58 days and costs on average 7.8% of a property's value to register it, longer and at greater cost than among OECD high income economies. And it takes 1,445 days for a company to resolve a commercial dispute through a local first instance court, almost three times the average time in OECD high income economies. Additional GK. The top 10 ranking countries with respect to the indicator were New Zealand, Singapore, High, Hong Kong, South China, Denmark, Korea, USA, Georgia, United Kingdom, Norway, and Sweden. China ranked 31, scored 77.9, made it to the top 10 list for the second such year. Pakistan carried out the most reforms in South Asia. Bangladesh, Sri Lanka, the Maldives and Afghanistan made zero regulatory changes. Starting a business, employing workers, getting a location, dealing with construction permits, getting electricity, accessing finance, registering property, getting credit, protecting minority investors, dealing with day-to-day -day operations, paying taxes, trading across borders, contracting with the government, coming soon operating in a secure business environment, enforcing contracts, and resolving insolvency. Yes Bank Crisis Issue The Yes Bank has experienced serious governance issues and practices in the recent years which have led to steady decline and the crisis in the bank. Background Yes Bank Limited is an Indian private sector bank headquartered in Mumbai, India, founded by Rana Kapoor and Ashok Kapoor in 2004. On 5th March 2020, in an attempt to avoid the collapse of the bank, which had an excessive amount of bad loans, the Reserve Bank of India took control of it. RBI uh, later reconstructed the board and named Prashant Kumar, former Chief Financial Info Officer of SBI, as new MD and CEO at Yes Bank. Yes Bank is owned by State Bank of India, who has a 30% stake in the company as of 28 July 2020. Details Reasons leading to crisis It went on a loaning spree with advances rising by 30 3, 3, 4% between financial year 2014 and 2019. It went on a loaning spree with advances rising by 334% between financial year 2019 and 2014. Many borrowers started defaulting the bank's gross non-performing asset percentage, that is the per percentage of loans overdue for more than 90 days, zoomed to 7.39% as of September 2019, the highest among comparable banks. While bad loans piled up, the bank did not make enough provisions in its profits. Customers withdrew large amounts, resulting in the credit rate deposit ratio crossing 100% in 2018 to 2019. That is, it lent more than it received. Loan spree and high NPA meant poor profitability, gorged by Yes Bank's sinking return on assets. The bank's stock price fell steadily in the past year. Hence, the bank lost out on all capital money from both depositors and debtors. Mega Bank Mojo, Mega Bank Mojo Drive, Mojo 1, Indian Bank plus Allahabad Bank, Mojo 2, Punjab National Bank plus Oriental Bank of Commerce plus some other bank, Mojo 3, Canara Bank plus Syndicate Bank, Mojo 4, Union Bank plus Andhra Bank plus some other bank. Issue, the union cabinet chaired by the Prime Minister has approved the mega consolidation of 10 PSBs into 4. Background, the centre unveiled a mega, mega amalgamation plan, the third in a row that merged 10 public sector banks into 4 larger entities. The amalgamation is based on bad loans intensity and regional factors.
the amalgamation would be effective from 1-4-2020 and would result in creation of seven large PSBs with scale and national reach, with each amalgamated entity having a business of over rupees 8 lakh crores. Details, amalgamation of Oriental Bank of Commerce and United Bank of India into Punjab National Bank. Amalgamation of Syndicate Bank into Canara Bank. Amalgamation of Andhra Bank and Corporation Bank into Uni Union Bank of India. Amalgamation of Allahabad Bank into Indian Bank. The mega consolidation would help create banks with scale comparable to global banks and capable of competing effectively in India and globally. Greater scale and synergy through consolidation would lead to cost benefits which should enable the PSBs to enhance their competitiveness and positively impact the Indian banking system. Additional GK, Vijaya Bank and Dena Bank with Bank of Baroda, effective from April 1, 2019. State Bank of India absorbed five of its associates and the Bharatiya Mahila Bank in 2017. Now, the total number of public sector banks has come down from 27 to 12. Union Budget 2020 issue. The Union Budget of India for 2020 to 2021 was presented by the Finance Minister Nirmala Sitharaman on 1st February 2020 as a second budget. Background The Union Budget is the annual financial report of India, an estimate of income and exp expenditure of the government on a periodical basis. As per Article 112 of the Indian Constitution, it is a compulsory task of the government. The first budget of India was presented on 18th February 1860 by Scotsman James Wilson. The first Union Budget of Independent India was presented by R.K. Shanmukham Chetty on 26th November 1947. The Union Budget in 2020 was presented in the backdrop of a slowing down of the Indian economy with estimated GDP growth for 2019 to 2020 being at an all-year low, 11-year low of 5%. Details, Budget 2020-2021 is woven around three prominent themes, Aspirational India, in which all sections of the society see better standards of living with access to health, education and better jobs. Economic development for all, indicated, indicated in the Prime Minister's exhortation of Sabka Saad, Sabka Vikas, Sabka Vishwas. This would entail reforms across swaths of the economy. Simultaneously, it would mean yielding more space for the private sector. Together, they would ensure higher productivity and greater efficiency. Ours shall be a caring society that is both humane and compassionate. Antyodhya is an article of faith. New scheme, Nirvik, to achieve higher export credit disbursement. A new scheme, Nirvik, is being launched, which provides for higher insurance coverage, reduction in premium for small exporters, and simplified procedure for claim settlements. Finance Minister Nirmala Sitaraman is only the second woman in the history of independent India to present the union budget. She carried the budget documents in a bahi khata, traditional Indian ledger, a red parcel-like bag with a keyhole on the emblem, breaking the age-old tradition of carrying a briefcase. Additional GK, Indira Gandhi was the first woman to have presented the union budget. In 1970, she presented the union budget of India for 1970-1971 after she briefly took over the finance portfolio. At 2 hours and 41 minutes, the budget speech was the longest ever delivered by the finance minister of India. NRI taxation, non-paying, non-tax-paying NRIs to be taxed in India, finance minister. Details. 
an amendment is in proposed to the income tax act in the finance bill or the union budget 2020 it says that all indians who are working abroad and not paying any income tax in those countries would be liable to pay tax in india the intent is to plug a gap that leaves the indian income of an nri out of the tax net the way the amendment to the act is worded suggests that non resident indians nris working in countries with no income tax liability will have to pay the tax in india amending section 6 of the income tax act the budget proposed that not notwithstanding any contained in clause 1 an individual being a citizen of india shall be deemed to be resident in india in any previous year if he is not liable to tax in any other country or territory by reason of his domicile or residence or any other criteria of similar nature 52 details under current law the worldwide income of an indian resident is taxable in india in the case of nri only the income earned in india is taxable a change in definition of tax residence could end up hitting indians working abroad including countries like the uae which levies no income tax unless a bilateral treaty bails them out benefit will make it difficult for nris to evade taxes these changes will widen the tax base by bringing in more people into the tax net and more resources will be available for welfare spending additional gk india's world's top recipient of remittances with its diaspora sending 79 billion back home in 2018 followed by mexico and china american citizens who work in foreign countries have the liability to file tax returns and pay taxes in the us even if they are resident in another country angel tax background an angel investor is one who provides capital for a business startup usually in exchange of convertible debt or ownership equity in simple terms angel tax is the levy is the tax levied on such investments made by external investors in startups or companies it is 30% tax that is levied on the funding received by startups from an external investor however this 30% tax is levied when startups receive angel funding at a valuation higher than its fair market value it was introduced in the 2012 union budget to arrest laundering of illegal wealth by means of investments in the share of unlisted private companies at extraordinary valuations however under certain conditions exemptions to startups is offered under section 56 of the income tax act new proposals proposals aim to simplify the process of exemptions for startups under section 56 of the income tax act an entity shall be considered a startup up to 10 years from its date of incorporation or registration instead of the existing period of 7 years the turnover for any of the financial years since its incorporation or registration should not have exceeded 100 crores rupee 100 crores instead of the existing rupees 25 crores all investments into eligible startups by non residents alternate investment funds category 1 registered with sebi should also be exempt under section 56 of the it act no verification will be done by an assessing officer if a startup has been recognized by the department for promotion of industry and internal trade additional gk the department for promotion of industry and internal trade is a central government department under ministry of commerce and industry it is responsible for formulation and implementation of promotional and developmental measures for growth of the industrial sector keeping in view the national priorities and socio economic objectives the current minister of 
कॉमर्स एंड इंडस्ट्री इज पीयूष गोयल आत्मनिर्भर भारत पैकेज एंड इकोनॉमिक स्टिम्यूलिस ड्यूरिंग कोविड नाइनटीन इशू Recently the Union Finance Minister announced liquidity measures for businesses especially micro small and medium enterprises as part of the first tranche of Atmanirbhar Bharat Abhiyan This is the first tranche of the Atmanirbhar Bharat Abhiyan announced by Prime Minister Narendra Modi recently as 20 lakh crore economic package That package includes the ongoing Pradhan Mantri Garib Kalyan Yojana meant to support the poorest and most vulnerable communities during the pandemic as well as several measures taken by the Reserve Bank of India to improve liquidity five pillars of atmanirbhar bharat economy infrastructure system vibrant demography and demand special economic and comprehensive package of rupees 20 lakh crores equivalent to 10% of india's gdp details 1.70 lakh crore rupees relief package under pradhan mantri garib kalyan yojana for the poor to help them fight the battle against covid 19 under pradhan mantri garib kalyan package payment of 12% of employer and 12% employee contributions was made into the epf accounts of eligible establishments for salary months of march april and may 2020 On the request of the government of India, SBI, RBI raised the ways and means advance limits of states by 60% and enhanced the overdraft duration limits. A major chunk, three lakh crore, of this package is for collateral fee, free loan schemes for businesses, especially micro, small, and medium enterprises. Lockdown anti-road. Finance Minister Nirmala Sitharaman announced the features for the first part of the Atmanirbhar Bharat Abhiyan. For small businesses, three lakh, three lakh crore emergency credit for micro, small, and medium enterprises. Only domestic firms can bid for government procurements up to two hundred rupee crores. For employees or taxpayers, EPF deduction slashed for three months to twenty percent from twenty four percent of salary. IT returns deadline extended. This will enhance take home pay if employers pass it on, but dent retirement savings. For infrastructure sector, power PSUs to lend ninety thousand crores to stress state distribution companies. Deadlines for ELT projects and public infrastructure contracts extended. For financial sector, fresh forty-five thousand crore partial credit guarantees for non-banking finance companies (NBFCs). Thirty thousand crore rupees special liquidity for microfinance, housing finance firms, and NBFCs. Relief at hand. Finance Minister Nirmala Sitharaman addressing a press conference to announce details of the economic stimulus package in New Delhi on Wednesday. Additional GK. Much before the Indian stimulus was announced, the US, Japan, UK, Europe had already announced their huge packages. How global coronavirus stimulus packages compare? Japan 21%, US 13%, Sweden. 12%, Germany 10.7%, India 10%, France 9.3%, Spain 7.3%, Italy 5.7%, UK 5%, China 3.8% and South Korea 2.2%.